This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Red Sox Deep Dives. Joe Goddard, Andrew Dwan with me for this episode. Going to be doing a lot of talk on Raphael Devers, Xander Bogarts, what their long-term futures might be, should their long-term futures be in Boston, how do they fit. We could get into some alignments, uh, should they stay or go. So it should be a pretty loaded episode as far as that goes. Before I bring those two in, getting it out of the way, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Boston, do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. The nose and ear trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Haven't read that one yet. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. How are you? You getting more and more natural with that. Yeah, normally the second one I start to flub. You know, the first one I'm a little sharper, but then the fatigue, you know, sets in. And uh, never use Manscaped while you're fatigued. I'm sure there's a disclaimer on that somewhere. But uh, yeah, so. Andrew, I'm gonna kick it over to you. This is uh, this was your topic. You came up with it, so let's get into it. All right. Yeah. So this is something I kind of teased at the beginning of the season, where I said if I had a bold prediction that this would be the this would be the time to enjoy Xander Bogarts for the final time in a Red Sox uniform. And John Tomasi kind of brought that up in an article this past week and there were mixed mixed reactions on the fan base's side uh which is understandable because people grow attached people buy jerseys people name dogs after after uh these players that they've you know 
seen for the last decade. And everyone loves a homegrown player. We saw that with Mookie. Uh, I think uh, us here understand that that long-term contract was not going to be feasible, and it's already looking not great for the Dodgers. But Xander is a different animal. He took a lower salary, and Boris said it. Boris wasn't happy to stay with the team um, in, for his previous contract, and that it has one more year on it. And he's becoming a liability in the field which would be okay, but you also have Raphael Devers really, really falling apart defensively on the left side. So you all, you have to extend him, and you're running into this issue of what what's your plan going forward? You can't have a game where, you know, what, seven out of nine guys in the lineup are, you know, bat right-handed, are going to be pulling the ball you're really putting your pitchers in a bad situation if the the expected on-base average is, goes through the roof when it goes to one of those two. And I don't know what they're going to do once Xander's opt-out comes through because you're coming up to a class of free agent shortstops that is unprecedented. Um, and there's one that I made the prediction of earlier this year that I kind of teased a second ago was Carlos Correa. Um, I know he's probably enemy number one or top 10 throughout baseball based off his history with the Astros, but there's no denying the talent he is. He's putting together an MVP-esque, obviously won't win it, season down in Houston. And he is one of the greatest fielders in the game right now. He also has a good relationship with Alex Cora who we know can get good um, results out of his players. I think we're approaching a spot where high bloom is going to have to make a decision and it's going to be a very tough one. He's going to get ripped no matter what he does. Me personally, I say give Devers the money. We'll figure out the position. And then I say, throw sentiment to the wind. I'm sorry, Xander. If you're willing to accept the position change, then we can work through this. But I don't see a situation where Xander is in a Red Sox uniform after next season. Okay, so, yeah, so it's next season where he's the opt-out, which doesn't really coincide with the, the free agent explosion of shortstops this winter so mm-hmm. i just wanted to make sure that was yeah no there. but let me if read you those shortstops though let, let me read you the, the the positions that are available at shortstop you've got simmons baez correa seager and rojas are the top shortstops on the board and trevor As now, story and Trevor, Trevor Story. Story, Carlos Correa, and Marcus Simeon, who was a shortstop until this year. Now, true, I can read one. There's one more name on this list here. This is by Spotrack, right, who always seem to have the right free agents. There's actually two more names on this list that I think might be worth considering. One is Freddie Galvis. I think that that's something we can talk about. And uh, the last one on the list is now Jose Iglesias. It's going to be 31. 
Making five hundred and seventy thousand. That's a Heim Bloom signing. But the situation where I'm talking about where there's gonna be a major shakeup is the only I think they would try to approach Xander about a position change if they landed Baez, Story, or Correa, or Simeon. One of those one of those four. I don't think they're probably gonna go after Corey Seager, but now here, here's the question though: Why would they do that only if they land a, a big name guy in the same age range as Xander? Why not go get a defensive guy and put Xander at second? It's not like Xander mashes home runs. Then I mean that's harder to sell Xander on that. And I'm assuming one of these high price free agents is also rep by Boris. So you know you can many of them you can, are. You can smooth that blow. Um, a little bit easier there because we know the last time that Xander was asked to switch positions, it didn't go well. He turned it into a, just an absolute wreck. And, you know, he, that was early I know, I, in his career, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I okay, just. So here's the question, though, Andrew, right? When you look at comparable contracts to what it would cost to bring Correa in here. You're looking at a Xander Bogarts extension in in the same neighborhood as well to keep him here because I think the only way that he will move is if you pay him like a shortstop. I think half the reason he wanted to play shortstop so badly is he wanted to get paid like a shortstop and not a second baseman. And Boris said he is going to get paid as a shortstop. He said his next contract will be based off as uh, him being a shortstop. But if you pay him like a shortstop, you think he'll move positions? And where would you put him? I don't want to pay him. I, and I know that's a hot take, but I don't want to give him seven years. Are you talking about I, Correa? I, you're going to need to give Correa seven years. Oh, Correa. Oh, no. Okay. I, Joe, are you ta- you're talking about Xander, right? I was talking about Xander, but if you okay, don't pay yeah. Xander and you pay Correa, you're going to have to pay Correa for seven years as well, maybe even eight years. I think you have options with Carlos Correa. I think you can go seven or eight. I also think he can go higher at four or five because he is he is reaching the younger. point exactly. He just turned twenty seven. I don't and yeah, he's gonna want a long term deal. He doesn't have the yes, dura- he should. He doesn't have the durability to take the chance on a short term deal. I mean, twenty seventeen, hundred and nine games. Twenty eighteen, hundred and ten games. Twenty nineteen, only seventy five games. So not a great record of health there, and I don't. I think Correa and Bogarts are going to be the same player in their 30s. I think they're going to be very injury prone. But Correa has three years until he hits that. Um, if you he's three years Carlos, younger, you're trading down. As far if as you offered Carlos Correa five years, 35 million, and maybe oh. that fifth is a player option, I think he takes it. And then he hits free agency at 32. I think he's looking for a, a deal simpler, you know, similar to like an Anthony Rendon deal. Where he's gonna want seven years, two hundred and fifty million. I mean, I, I really think that's what he's gonna look for. I don't that, see. If a... you think about it, that's the that's the length, Terry, that uh, Rendon signed when he left the Nationals at twenty seven years old or twenty nine years old. Now that's similar to age in, than Correa. Correa's a better hitter, more accomplished player than Anthony Rendon, and that was already two years ago that he took that deal in L.A. I, mean, I just, he might be looking at a Francisco Lindor deal, ten years, three hundred forty million. I don't see it, a scenario in which Boris lets him take less than seven or eight. I really don't. 
And I'm not going to lie, I, I would feel confident giving him a seven-year deal. I wouldn't mind having his last year being 34. I think that that doesn't happen anymore. Where you hand a guy, a free agent, a street free agent, a seven-year deal, and he's not approaching 36. So, and I, the reason I lean towards Correa and the reason I brought this whole argument up is... Is, is the connection to Cora, no? I mean, Well, the Cor- to Cora, but it also allows you the you know the errors of devers you know he's gonna eat up a lot of those balls on the left side of the infield that have become a problem xander can't go to his right he can't that if he goes there he's gonna knock it down there's no play to be made if carlos correa is over there there are upteen plays that he's going to make. He's going to cut Devers off on the grass and make the play. He's going to cut Devers off on the on the uh, dirt and make the play. And it's going to cover up some warts, which they don't have the luxury of right now. And that makes me nervous because Devers is the one of the two, and I think we can all agree on this. If you can only extend one of Devers or Bogarts, I, I think it's Devers, Devers 11... It's 11 times out of 10, right? I, I don't even think it's close. 100%, especially at the age which Dezers is versus Bogarts. But if you look at you know, Correa, and I don't mean to just destroy the, the Correa possibilities here, but his war at 621 career is comparable. It, it's higher than Francisco Lindor. He's a better defender than Francisco Lindor. He's younger than Francisco Lindor by two years. And Francisco Lindor just commanded a contract that was $340 million. I just don't see that they're going to pay that for a guy when you can probably pay Xander Bogarts a little bit less and keep the fans equally as happy because you can sell them on that. I just don't know that that would be a, a situation they would be in. Okay, then let me pay four hundred fifty million. Then can I follow this up for with both of you? Then I I kind of want to gauge you guys on this. What would your extension for Xander Bogarts getting paid as a shortstop be? Keep in mind he's going to want at least five years. Five years, thirty million dollars a year, and I don't know if that'll get it done, but that's what I would offer. So that that would be a new contract for five years, hundred fifty. That's what you're saying. I'm saying post opt out. Post opt out. Um, yeah. So okay. he's going to be what? Thirty one. He'll be thirty one. You sign him to a five year deal, hundred and fifty million flat. That's that's my guess on an offer. I think that's probably going to be what he asks for. I if he opts out, I'm not signing him, and that's it. I, I'm just. I don't think he's going to be a good player in his thirties, and. At some point, Meyer's going to be ready. Uh, you know, that's he, he could be a great second baseman. You got Nick 30s. Yorkie coming up. York, however he pronounces it. Um, I just, if Xander opts out, I'd let him go. The big problem is going to be what if he doesn't opt out? Then you're stuck with him. You well, can't I mean, even. He, he if he doesn't opt out, out that, that'd be phenomenal, honestly. That's I, ideal. His contract isn't bad. It's only you 20 million a year. Um, but the defense. Until <laughs> if he doesn't. There's gonna be yeah. no place to but put him. Doesn't opt out, no place to put can, him. You can you keep him at short, right? And when and then by the time his contract is up, hopefully Mayer's ready. That's well, four years from now. You can also move him around and be like, fine, if you if you're that miserable, like we can move you. You're only getting paid twenty million bucks. Like yeah, we can <laughs> we'll take a big haul. 
he has larger a, mountains have been moved. <laughs> he has a no trade. Yeah, he does clause. have the no trade, but yeah, he's unhappy. I mean, he'll he'll move. That's that's how they always are. I mean, a no trade clause lets you determine where you'd go. We saw it with Max Scherzer. They wanted to deal him to San Diego. He said, "Screw that. I'm going to go play for the Dodgers. I want to win a title." And they took less from the Dodgers to, to move him. He and the good thing is, all the time. this isn't like a JD opt out either. This is. You're in or you're out. It's not like, all right, what what happens next year? What happens next year? You know, like when you're going through three off seasons in a row with player opt-outs. This is Xander's last chance to make money, quite frankly. Oh, he's opting out. It's confirmed he's opting out by everybody from Boris to the secretary in Boris's office who takes out the mail. I just don't know whether you bother you know if you are the red sox when was the last time the red sox went out and spent a bunch of money at a position for a veteran that was not a clear upgrade and th- this might be a hot take here but i don't think there's a clear <laughs> what upgrade was steel last year <laughs> yeah I, exactly right i i just don't know that there is a clear upgrade at shortstop across major league baseball than xander bogarts and i don't mean positionally because defensively i he's a terrible shortstop but as an overall player you're gonna find a guy who is a more complete player than xander bogarts for the money that you're gonna have to pay him you might as well pay him i mean unless you're gonna go younger and if you're gonna go younger you're gonna pay a lot more a lot more money i don't think heim bloom is gonna make a move this winter on any of those guys i really don't think it's gonna happen uh at least at shortstop but Let's pretend he does for a second. Realistically, where do you move Xander long-term? Because if you take him off a shortstop, he's never going back there. The long-term I mean, if you pay him, it doesn't matter. If you pay him, you can put him in left. Who cares? He doesn't care. He just wants to get paid. Is he going to go in the outfield? I I don't think so. No. Oh, God, no. No, no. So I think think you have one chance to show him Say you get Korea, what Marcus Semyon did this year at second base with the Blue Jays and how much he is going to get paid um, the year after. And you can sell him on that. Be like, listen, you're going to produce offensively just like Marcus, most likely. Maybe a little less pop. That's not going to affect your value too much. A team is going to sign you. So I, I think you move him to second base. And he obviously doesn't have the experience, but I think he's a good enough ball player that he could learn that. And well now hold on. Are you talking that. about if he if he opts in, right? That's your No, I'm just saying for next year, if uh the Red Sox went out and made a splash this this offseason with four short stuff. The the most realistic I... scenario to me is this. If someone is signed and JD opts out, and I'm. I think that's the case. Most likely, he will opt out. I'm fighting off a sneeze right now. I think what happens is JD goes, Xander moves over to third, Devers DHs, as unpopular as that might be. Um, I think that's your best alignment. I don't think Rafael Devers will DH without throwing a fit. I don't. 
What if, unless what if he has an extension? Gonna, what if he? What if an extension is, is he going to throw the fit into the third row of the uh, the bleachers <laughs> like he's been throwing from third base? If if he signs an extension, he'll be the highest paid designated hitter in the league. He won't care. And yeah, no, I agree. It is tough for him to go but into be upset. Yeah, arb two and three being labeled a dh that that would because you can't go back to the field his agent would be DH, that's it right <laughs> his agent would be pissed he would be upset and you know even though he is locked down with his contract for the next three years you want this guy in your organization for the next 13 like, he's the guy you want to sign to a big contract because that bat speed's not going anywhere he's got a case to, to be by the end of you know if he's healthy and he can stay healthy, he's to going be to one Cooperstown. of the greatest hitters in, in Red Sox history. He's going so, to Cooperstown. I mean, unless he gets hurt, or you know, if you put him at DH, he might not want to be in Boston. Like that's uh, there's a big consideration because you don't get paid at DH, and if that changes with the new CBA and all of a sudden teams start paying guys to to hit for thirty teams and not fifteen. Oh, that might change things. But even then, none of these agents want their players to DH until they sign a big contract. So if you're going to pay Rafael Devers in the offseason and then stick him at DH next season, sign me up and sign up the rest of Red Sox Nation because we're all on board with that. And I don't care what the figure is. I, I'm I'm paying him based on his offense. I, I'm paying him because he's one of the most He's a defensive hitters. liability. I mean, hell. You'd rather have him just hitting. I would. I absolutely would. But I don't really care. I don't want the, the annual total, I guess, to go above 30, let's say. But but he he's extremely clutch. He's extremely clutch. This is probably – this is the second full season because you got to go back to 2019 for the, the previous full season. He's going to be a, a top 10 MVP guy. He's probably going to be an MVP – at least probably twice at some point in his career. And in a pinch, if a third baseman gets hurt, he can go play third base again, or he can play first base again. If you have an injury over there, probably. Now, now here's a question I have for the both of you that based on the situation with these contracts, I'm going to assume they don't go out and spend a lot of money on a shortstop. I think that's probably not the way they want to go. Their holes coming up are at DH. I think they already have their DH of the future in either Schwarber or Devers, whoever they pay. Uh, I think it'll be Devers, I hope. If you sign Devers to an extension and you move him to DH, why don't you go get a defensive third baseman? A guy who really like absorbs balls like a vacuum at third. And I would even consider putting Jose Iglesias. I would sign Jose Iglesias to a two-year deal and put him at third and let him hoover up balls. He can go from third and, and basically be the, the de facto shortstop there. Well, today's uh, day and age, third base is a very offensive heavy position. You'd be putting, you'd be I mean, putting I, yourselves I, behind the eight ball there. I agree with that. But I mean, Jose Iglesias is, is not really a slouch. I mean, he's hitting 260, not a lot of pop granted, but you're, you're basically going to count on him to, make up for the lack of range that Xander Bogarts has. 
Well, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. He could. He's gonna be cheap no matter what. So I mean, they could. I mean, he's making five hundred and seventy-five thousand. Like, the... Stick him on the bench for two years and one point five million. Well, that's what I was about to say. I mean, he could, at the very least, could be a bench guy and just be your Brock Holt, essentially, at least in the infield. But l- let me ask you guys this, though, getting back to Devers. Is there any reason not to sign him this winter? Are we are we worried about money for any reason right now, regardless of what our other targets are this offseason? I don't see why no. we are. Um, the only thing that would give me, well, not even hesitation, the only hurdle I could see is if something really, really stupid happened with the CBA and Manfred did something dumb. But I, I can't imagine the MLB PA would succumb to that. So, no, I, I don't. I think you can probably sign him if his camp is willing to sign an extension this year. I don't necessarily think you have to buy out his arbitration years which would be ideal if you didn't have to, uh, because then that would be the best case because once his contract kicked in, you'd have a lot of money off the books and you have young kids coming up. So, no, I, I absolutely think uh, I would do it in a heartbeat. I mean, I, I look at it and I say, this kid is the best homegrown hitter, just pure hitter, because I think he's a, a worse player than Mookie Betts at this point in his career. But it, he is the best hitter the Red Sox have come up with from a homegrown perspective since no more in my lifetime. In okay. my lifetime, I would say he's he's a better hitter, pure hitter than Nomar. Well, no, be- no, no, no. best since then, I would say is, is how <laughs> okay, I was going to Best word since Nomar, at least. Okay, yeah. I mean, Nomar hit three seventy two in a season. Well, yeah. I, all right, I mean, I'm, I'm, fair enough. But to, to my Nomar blood runs deep. As it should, as it should, right? I'm I'm young. I only have you know 2003 and four Nomar up up here in in the dome to compare it to, and Nomar at the end is not Nomar of of the late 90s, right? So I would sign Xander Bogarts to an extension. I would sign Rafael Devers to the moon. Sign him for 13 years and whatever the hell he needs in order to play DH for the next generation of of red sox fans like i'm okay with it i think he could be the cornerstone of a lineup for a long long time he's only 25 years old all right then let's hear both of you guys' projected contracts and then i'll give you what spot track uh has him valued at. go ahead joe i already Sorry, you ca- want to go first no i already kind of know but go ahead okay i think he's gonna get 12 years <laughs> i think he's gonna get 12 years and i'm gonna go with Three hundred and ten million. That's my guess. What's the? Uh, you probably don't know the annual on that. I have no idea what the AIB okay. is there. That's that's just a guess in my head. Uh, I think it's around twenty six, but I could be wrong. I'm just gonna take a very, uh, you know, a very even number here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say he gets about what Manny Machado got, which was ten years, three hundred million. Okay, so I I shortchanged him a little bit then. Well, you could be right. I'm just that's that's that just, should be the ceiling. If we're going above that, then I start to wince a little bit. That's see, that's how I look at it too, because his defense is not Machado's defense. I mean, Machado is an all-star defensively too. 
I mean, I think Machado, based on what we're seeing, kind of took a discount a little bit. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. And, yeah. you know, if, if you are the Padres, you're you're stoked about the future of your infield because Machado's there for a little while on a cheap deal. You just signed the best player in baseball to a long-term deal. The rest will fall into place eventually. I mean, he's not that. That's why I went with 12 years, 310. I, I think he's a little lower than that. All right, so then I'm going to give you what Spotrac has him project as for his market value, so and they are. What would you give him? What What would you give him? So I, I would try to track on this, but <laughs> well, no, no, not even based off of that. I would try to buy out his two arbitration years because I do think they are going to get pricey um, after his production this year, and then he'll probably break a record his third. I would give him 12 years, 330 million dollars. Um, Okay, and that's so buying out, yeah, buying out the final two, and I would put him at twenty-seven and a half. So anything, and, anything less than three is a bargain. Then yes, I I think so. So really quick, Spotrac has him at eight years, two hundred and thirty-four million. Um, it's twenty-nine point two a year. I would do that. I pay him instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pay totally. him now, but I want him for longer than eight years, and I know that contract's only going to get, you know, his contract would only go up from there, so I would give him 12. Especially if the plan is to put him at DH and not at third base for the majority of that contract, which I would have to assume it would be, then I want him for a longer period of time because we've seen guys like Nelson Cruz, I mean, the bat speed is the last thing to go. True. And I'm not going to lie. I, I do want to see a little commitment on his end, too. Um, I don't want to see him sign that and then look like he just like got loose in a Vegas buffet for three months straight. Well, yeah, yeah that would really piss me you're off, comparing you know? him to Pablo. <laughs> That's a Pablo comparison. But well, yeah, here's no, where I was what is a good I was baseball. Thinking, I was thinking Miguel Cabrera back in the day. <laughs> Okay, one of them's a good baseball player and the other's not, right? I mean, let's let's be honest. Pablo's not a good player. But I, I want to just, like, rewind a little bit. What I said was 12 years, 310. That's about 25 per. I, I think for a DH, that's that's fair. Like, that's 20, 25 and a third per. You can also... I would pay him up to three. I mean, I'd pay him up to 30. Anything less than 30, I think you're you're in bargain territory for him. You can also front load it. The average annual value won't change per the the CBA if it stays the same. That is, but you could you could make it a more tradable contract on the back end. But he would have ten five rights anyway. But uh, if that stays in there, so there's, there's so many things up in the air, I guess. But but one thing though with the with the Pablo comparison, the the thing that encourages me that that Devers won't go that route at least offensively is that he is a gamer and you see him get upset when things aren't going well. And quite frankly, I'm starting to get a little he annoyed cares about that. the game. Yeah, he does. He wants to, he, you know, he wants to be a good player. So, um, so that, that's why I, I have less reservations about, about pulling the trigger on a deal like that. I mean, this, this is going to be a controversial opinion for a lot of people, but to me, he is already the best player on the Red Sox. Like I, I don't think that yeah, absolutely. it's Andrew Bogarts. I don't think that it's Chris Sale. I think it's already Rafael Devers that he's only 23 years old or 24 years old. Yeah, I don't think that's a hot take whatsoever. I, I think he is. I think he might be already 
one of the top five hitters in baseball. Like I, that's that's I look at it that way. I mean, he's right up there with for me with with Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Otani and Tatis and Soto. Like he could be Juan Soto if he just focused on hitting instead of third base. Like what what is his ceiling? It can only go up. It could. And last I checked, he was leading also in 2021 with most doubles hit, which surprises me because his average is is a bit lower than years past. But yeah, he's hitting 278. But every ball that he hits is a, a line drive or a home run. I mean, they're all shots. He's nothing cheap for right. him, for uh, Rafael Devers. Absolutely. So we'll see. I'm not. I, I'm not a big as big of a Bogarts guy as I was previously. I just, I'm a lot more pessimistic about what he'll be productively long-term. And with all the guys we have in the pipeline, there's not going to be a spot for him really. <laughs> and well, it's I not like, concerned. go ahead. Andrew. Well, I was going to say, it's not like you're out on the guy. You know what I mean? It's like, I loved every second of Xander Bogarts. Like, from him signing with his brother Jair as a you know international free agent when he was 16 to what he's become today, that's amazing. Not every player has to be a lifelong player. And it hurts to for fans to accept that, but it's, it is a business. It's the circle it of life. It's yeah. The, you gotta do I mean, what's best for your for your team. And sentimental things can absolutely kill you and derail your team. Look at the uh, I don't know if either of you guys are, are Pedro, you know, avid fans the way that I am when I look at Pedro. I assume you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fe- Pedro had a conversation with David Ortiz on Jared Carabas' new show, Call Him Poppy, which I, I listen to because I like Ortiz. I think the stories are pretty good about how he got screwed in negotiations and he wishes he never took the deal with the Mets. And he wishes he was a, a lifer with the Sox, and he screwed up because in negotiations he told the Sox that. He said, I want to be here forever, and they lowballed him. Like, really, really lowballed him. Uh, it's a good thing they like did. <laughs> $7 million a year. Um, that is not something that I think fans understand, is that sometimes – you have to accept that the player is going to get a lot of money elsewhere and just kind of live with it. Right. I mean, no one, no one on this fan base who follows the team expected Mookie Betts to get a $340 million deal from the Sox because we have somebody else who can do that. I worry that Heim Bloom is the kind of general manager who thinks anyone can play the DH. Boston is one of the last, I would say, last two or three teams in baseball that has had a consistent DH for the last 20 years. I mean, teams now have phased it out. They play different guys there. They give guys breaks. That's how they keep their lineup fresh, and they don't focus on the power so much. And I wonder if maybe Heim Bloom is one of those guys who won't pay Rafael Devers in order to be a DH. And well, that well yeah, that's because they were spending more money than anyone else was. I, and that's, I mean, the Yankees have done it too. They went Giambi, um, you know, they share for a bit and obviously now Stanton. 
So they, they've given resources there. And it, it can honestly handcuff you if you don't have the right guy. If you don't have the right guy. The, I mean, Stanton's deal when he signed with the Yankees was a monster free agent contract. He already had back issues. And he was already 27 years old. If you sign that exact same deal to Rafael Devers tomorrow, it pays off for the Sox. It just does. At, at the value that that would be three, I think that was three thirty for for eleven years. That's still, I mean, that's a lot of money to pay a DH, but yeah. he's twenty three years old, and that would be the primes, the prime years of his career. It was actually a thirteen year deal. Um, Even better. I mean, yeah. he'll be thirty five, and adios. You know, he, at that point, he's either signing a deal with the Sox for cheap money to be the face of the franchise to the end. Or he's going somewhere else to live it, you know, live like Nomar at the end, just a forgotten player on another team, or he's at the bottom of somebody's lineup and thinks about what was. Well, last winter didn't go the way I thought it would. The trade deadline didn't go the way I thought it would. So, I mean, we seem to be way off with what Hein Bloom actually does. So, I want to see. You this know what gives winter. me hope, Terry? Though, what's that? Like, what gives me hope that it is that. Tampa went out and traded for Nelson Cruz. Like that's a guy at, at 43 years old who really can only DH. And I understand he's relatively cheap and it's a one year deal, but they went out and got a guy to play the DH every day. And they've looked dangerous since then. I, I really think that it just shows you the stability that you can get from one guy who can hit for power and average in the middle of your lineup every day can do for you. I, I wonder if maybe Bloom's looking at that saying, Ooh, I got to rethink, you know, the designated hitter position moving forward. Hopefully. But I just, I want to see a big market move this winter. I want, I want to see him starting to make big market moves. We, we already talked about, there's no reason not to, not to give Devers a big contract if Andrew gets his way, maybe maybe a big contract goes to Carlos Correa. But I, I just I want to start to see some big market moves. <laughs> I mean, hell, sign Trevor Story. Like that's a guy whose value is so low right now compared to what he is as a player, and what his numbers are because of course field are a little higher. You could downplay that and get him a little bit cheaper. He can play the shortstop. I think you're going to see plenty of Trevor Story next year, but he's going to be in pinstripes. Uh, <laughs> he, he could be. He's got more errors this year than Xander, if I'm not mistaken. He, he's he been a little off. I I think he's been pressing. Um, he's been miserable. I don't blame him. Uh, he wants out. He, he, <laughs> he should have. They didn't trade him. Uh, yeah. This... yeah. He's upset, and it, it's showing in his play. But, you know, he's one of, I think, three guys at shortstop that, their value has been decreased by one season in a way it, it shouldn't be. Uh, I think Jose Ramirez is up there, and Javi Baez with injuries is up there. People are just not – they're forgetting how good those guys are. Trevor Story is a legitimate candidate to lead the league in base hits for the next five years. He just is. He's that good. I wouldn't hate that one. I mean, his record of durability is, is better than some of the other guys. So – We'll see. 
Marcus. Uh, Colorado puts together some good shortstops. I mean, they had two Lewitsky before that. I mean, they, they put together some really good shortstops. I don't know what they're doing in the scouting department, but whoever that guy is, hire him. That's true. They, Tulowitzki was was good, not durable in the end, but but good. All right, so we're at the forty minute mark. We will wrap and be back next week. Uh, this crew will be to talk about the Mets series, which could be a tough two gamer, especially not having Chris Sale in it. But uh, so we'll be back then. We'll be back Sunday night to discuss the Baltimore series as well. Everybody have a good end of your week. Take care.